This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. So just a little bit more on this uh, TCU uh, women's basketball story. Um, they, they can't... They, Canceled last night. They forfeited last night, and then they forfeited uh, their game on on Saturday at home against uh, Iowa State at, at at Iowa State. I should say it was supposed to be at at, at Iowa State. Um, they had a player go down, Jaden Owens. Uh, she tore uh, tore her knee up on Saturday against Houston, and supposedly had two other players go down in practice. But as I was telling you, K State practiced as late as like ten o'clock on Tuesday night, and K-State obviously was in town. They had six scholarship players, plus there's still players on their roster. They have no walk-ons? Well, I don't know enough about their roster to be able to tell you specifically. They have 13 players listed on their roster, but that includes Jaden Owens and then the other two players. So take so there's, there's okay, so that's could, 10. That's 10. So even even if they just only have six or seven scholars, they, they, they had enough players to play. They had enough players. Is play. there a rule that says you have to have seven healthy? I think or... there is a rule. I don't know what the specific rule is. If it's, I think it's seven scholarship players. If you if you don't have seven scholarship players, then you can forfeit the game. They had six scholarship players, but it's it is it is it is crazy when you think when you think about it. Uh, so what the the Big Twelve made the announcement yesterday. They didn't disclose the reason for TCU's player shortage, but they have two players that apparently got injured in practice on Tuesday at, at their practice, which was about 1 o'clock on Tuesday. So they, they potentially could have called K-State and said, hey, don't come, we're going to forfeit because we don't have enough players. <coughs> but K-State got to town. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if I'm being the idiot on the other side, I could say, well... We weren't certain, you know. They had to go sure. through some training. You know, Give them the training the staff had to, had to check on them to to make sure that they were to find out whether they could go or not. But still, they made their facility available to them as late as ten o'clock on Tuesday night. And, and a phone call could have been made where, hey, listen, we don't know if we're gonna have a full team. We're gonna try. Well, but we Kansas State's got to come either way at that right. point. Yeah, yeah. That, and that that could have happened. Yeah. We don't know. And in K State, as late as. Three or so o'clock in the afternoon yesterday was still in Fort Worth because their charter, as these charters kind of move around the the country, was in Lincoln, Nebraska, thinking that they weren't going to need them until, Mm -hmm. you know, after the game on on Wednesday night. Um, So under conference rules, a school unable to field a team will forfeit the contest if no extraordinary circumstances exist. So K-State and Iowa State will get credit for the win in the league standings TC will pick up two losses. Overall records will not be impacted per NCAA policy. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. Um, and, and here's the other thing that's unfortunate for Iowa State is Saturday was going to be a game where they use it as a fundraiser for their cheer and palm squads, and so that's money that they will not be able to raise on Saturday. That game, yeah, you'd like to think they can move that to a sure. You would day. think so, and I don't know the mm-hmm. I don't know the dynamics of that, but you would you would like to mm-hmm. you would like to think this. Uh, Phil says this Big Twelve should investigate. 
Uh, also, the ticket announcement was bogus. Yeah, they said, I guess, fans can use tickets for another game. What about yeah. K-State fans who bought tickets? Well, I don't know how many K-State fans, but there there are K-State fans in well, the Dallas-Fort Worth I'm area. I'm sure there were some. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't care if it was 10. Yeah, yeah. Those 10 deserve their money back. Absolutely. absolutely. They don't want to go watch TCU play Iowa State or yeah. whoever else. Um, somebody says, this house is a forfeit, not a loss. How does it not affect your net ranking? That I don't understand that at all. Yeah, you stand in line. It, I just it, it just feels like in a year there there and maybe maybe because this has never happened before this rule is not in place because you didn't think anybody would ever get to this point but it feels like in a year where you're forfeit if you're going to say now we're tapping out we're forfeiting a couple games then you should that also means you're ineligible for the conference tournament or you're ineligible for the postseason mm-hmm. because if there is any consideration or thought to or worry that a team is forfeiting games college basketball games at a power five university if there's any thought or worry that hey that they're doing that we gotta we gotta make sure that it's really serious yeah okay and so there has to be a punishment and if there is any thought that well they decided hey it would be better for our NCAA tournament chances to just not play these games, then if they if they consider that in any anywhere close to a possibility, they have to put rules in place to keep that from happening. Yeah, uh, Troy says this TCU should have to pay K State's travel expenses. Um, my under, my understanding was or is that uh, Jeff Mitty I think is going to send them a send them a charter bill because that's expensive. I mean, just to fly down there to Fort Worth for nothing, for nothing. I mean, hotel. I everything. mean, all the above. Yeah, everything. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. They have 14 on their roster. I know Owens is out, and let's just say the two others are out. So that still leaves them 11. And nobody's and, redshirting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I haven't gone through it to be able to tell you. It, there's. That's just hard for me to believe. It's hard to believe that you can't, that you couldn't have, that they, they could have fielded the I mean, the this team. is not a 1A basketball right. team. No, this is Division One, Power 5. You know, big girl basketball, you know, so to speak. Um, somebody says this, did, didn't Iowa, didn't, didn't our men, I think this is what he means to say, play Iowa State with seven one time? Yeah, that seems, that seems, that seems. I think that happened, yeah. yeah. I think that was during yeah. the COVID time. Yeah. 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 And we also played a game against Kansas in football where we had below the limit. Below Where the limit. you were allowed mm-hmm. to, you could, you know tap out right during covid and we continued to play the football game and mm-hmm. we're dominant in a 16-13 win yeah yeah <laughs> right dominant dominant is it 16-13 i believe you i think that was the score okay. wasn't it during that, that covid year yeah it's, it, it was very, a, it was one of the worst football games i've ever watched in my life there wasn't very many people there either <laughs> you know but 16 people in the stands as well and matt wells was out because he had COVID. the coach was out the That's number right. of players were out yeah. it's just and then you go like what were four how many how many games did we play eight ten four and six that year or something yeah four and six yeah, yeah. four and six mm. So it's it's uh, it's a terrible look. It's a terrible look for TCU. It's a terrible look for the conference just to kind of let them kind of get away with it so far. Well, it's only a terrible look for the conference if they don't punish them. Yeah. Well, so 
So far, all they've done is make this announcement that they... Yeah, and I bet they're not going to be able to. Mm -hmm. um, And I bet there's going to be new wording in the Big 12 bylaws after this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Way to go, TCU. Yeah, so, I mean, this... You know, and so you you wonder kind of... Because you've got them coming up. Um, You know, the Lady Raiders are scheduled to play uh, TCU on January the 27th, so... A week from uh, a week from Saturday, and that's a home game here at United Supermarkets Arena. So it's a, a two o'clock tip. So is 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 uh, has there been much? Uh, you know, have we heard from TCU on this a bunch? Have they explained why? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is all. I mean, all we heard is that you know they lost two in practice, and we know one got injured in a game, and so somehow you went from fourteen to six. Right. So I I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, don't... there are other questions that could be asked. Yeah. There are, yeah. There are, uh, you know, the, there's no quote from TCU in uh, the Dallas Morning News this morning. Um, uh, there, the comment is this: TCU did not immediately respond to a message seeking comment. Okay. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. By the way, Pat Jamie on the back. Last game, 2020 against Kansas, 16-13 final. Wow, game. good job, Reed, yeah. man. There you go, man. That's really good. It was a lucky guess. It was a gloomy day. I know that. So, yeah. Gloomy was, game. It was, 16, no, 13. Oh, no doubt. I mean, you know, I know. I the, know. The whole, that, that whole season was but hey, a mess. Win. Win. We will take a 16-13 win. It was only our fourth of the year. And you never want to lose to Kansas at anything. So, I don't care if it was COVID or not. Yeah. 6-40. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is January the 18th, 2023. Going to start us off in 1950, because Cleveland Indian pitcher Bob Feller, after a 15-14 and 14 season, takes a $20,000 salary cut, uh, taking him down to $45,000. The pay cut was it Feller's own suggestion? Because he didn't have a good year? Didn't have a good year. Yeah. Did he have a Michelin? <laughs> Firestone. Remember uh, Uniroyal? Uni, Roy, and Al? Do you remember that? Uh, the that sounds, sounds Uni, Roy, Al, Uniroyal. <laughs> I do not remember that. They, they did that during the during like the NASCAR... Okay. You know they'd have you, you, they'd have Uni and she'd drive up with a Uni on her helmet and then Roy and then Al and then Uniroyal. <laughs> if I'd have thought that we would have a Uniroyal jo- joke or commercial mentioned on this day in sports history, mm-hmm. I'd have been insane. Yeah. Nineteen fifty one, NFL rules tackles, guards, and centers are ineligible for a forward pass. Oh man. Which is why Detroit. they need to report. Detroit Lions fans are devastated everywhere. Do you think that should change? No. No. Yeah, okay. I agree. Well, okay. That just, that just, just The rule works. I also think we should get back to guys having to write where certain numbers to play certain positions. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you on that. That's such an old man get off my lawn opinion mm-hmm. of mine. It appears, appears to be, yeah. 1973, Boston Red Sox signed Orlando Cepeda, making him 
the first player signed as a designated hitter. Designated hitter. Cepeda, Chuck, is that right? Cepeda. Maybe it's Cepeda. Cepeda. Yeah. Yeah. Just Orlando Cepeda. Yeah. yeah. I yeah remember Cepeda. where the emphasis yeah. was on yeah, that Cepeda. one. Cepeda. 1983. The International Olympic Committee restores Jim Thorpe's Olympic medals in the pentathlon and decathlon victories 70 years after they were taken from him and 30 years after his death. Why were they taken, you ask? Because he was paid $25 to play semi-pro baseball. Mm, which, with inflation, you figure it's about double to triple. So let's just say some fun numbers and quadruple it. He got paid a hundred bucks. You took away his Olympic medal. I have never met anybody that carries the torch for Jim Thorpe more than in, Jeff McGuire. It's the Olympics that I'm more pissed at than Jim <laughs> Thorpe getting his medals. Right. I know, but you, I mean, you were. You, the Olympics are pretty shady. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty shady. Stupid. Uh, I should say the committee. The event, fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The athletes that participate but are... But always the Russian judge mm -hmm. stories and all sure. that. I love the Russian judge. Yeah, that's exactly You love right. the Russian well, judge? Well, I just love the Russian judge story. I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. just, just the whole concept of the Russian judge. I mean, it just... It just uh, Chuck's one of those guys that takes a sign to the game that says, I love the ump. <laughs> I love the Russian judge. I just the concept of the Russian judge is more than <laughs> anything else. Today was a bad day for Chuck Hines in nineteen ninety six. Quite possibly his worst day ever. Oh man. Goodness. Good. Baseball owners unanimously approve interleague play for nineteen ninety seven. I'm just not a fan. Worst day ever. I understand. I get it. It's not my worst day ever, but I just it's not a big fan. 2017 Baseball Hall of Fame adds Pudge Rodriguez, Jeff Bagwell, and Tim Raines to its honored members. It's coming up here in a few days for the next uh, ones that will be announced that have been elected. Bill Trey. To, to, be, to be elected to be inducted. Yes. And, and that's a pet peeve of mine. We're well aware. Yeah. And in 2020, <laughs> behind 28 points from Bramber Scott, and another 13-point performance from freshman Jasmine Shavers. Mm -hmm. The Texas Tech Lady Raiders down number 25, Texas, 68-64 to here at the United Supermarkets Arena. And that was their last ranked win before last night. Yeah, right. It is National Gourmet Coffee Day. I'm out. I'm not out. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, it, cause like it, the it, price of it? It's a much fancier yes. bean. Um, It's supposed to... And, you usually get those at the the high price cafe places, and they do technically taste better. They've got a, a a fuller flavor profile to them, but they're also like ten dollars more than a cup of coffee should ever pretend to be. Just for give just me coffee. Just give me a cup of Folgers, man, and I'm a happy guy. Right. Uh, it's also Peking Duck Day. <laughs> like the like the food peking duck or the just the the, the duck peking do we ever duck. celebrate animals on this day in sports history <laughs> or what the food or what or like just the like, duck peeking around the corner no, just the peking duck i mean is there a, <laughs> is there a peking duck you know that just <laughs> that, they, they, that they grow in peking you know <laughs> well i i just think of the christmas movie right yeah. a christmas story mm -hmm. yeah i i 
Man, I have never had duck. I have, I have no desire to have any any kind of duck, or turducken. I've or heard nothing. too much good things about it not to want to try it. <sighs> I don't want to make it when I try it first. I just can't. I just because I know I would screw it up. I just it just kind of gives me the willies. It's just bird. I have also never had duck. I know. I just. Don't Happy care birthday for it. to Dave Batista, who's fifty-five. Jamie Lynn's favorite actor is. Don't say it, Jamie. Come on, Chuck. You know this. He's mentioned it several times. Two of Bruce his favorite Willis? movies. Bruce Willis. You've heard him talk about Bruce Willis. <laughs> Who's uh, Kevin Costner? There you go. Sixty nine. I, I was trying to think of the. I was trying to think of the the movie that he loves. The the, the Waterworld. Waterworld. Yeah, yeah. with what, Kevin Costner. With Kevin Costner, yeah. right? I would say Costner and Sandler would be my only. Costner and who? Sandler are my favorite oh. actors. Uh, the rest of them are just what they are. Okay. Jason Siegel, 44. Uh, Julio Pepper, uh, Julius Peppers is 44. Leonard Fournette, 29. Mark Messier, 63. Who and, knew that Leonard Fournette was on the Buffalo Bills? I know, right? Right. I had no clue. Right. He was on their practice roster. and He played and against he, the Dolphins he played the against, night oh, before yeah, last. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Uh, and Brady Anderson... Who had 50 home runs in a season, turned 60. <laughs> Strangest 50 home run hitter ever. I don't think it was very strange, Jeff. I think there's a very easy explanation Oh, I definitely think there's a, a, an explanation. Yeah, a little help. <laughs> I think he had plenty of help. But Did when the you Mitchell look, report mention him? When you, when you look at all the other 50 home run hitter guys, <clears throat> no. one of them stands out as a little bit different. <laughs> Uh, and on this day in 1862, mm -hmm. former U.S. president and Confederate congressman-elect John Tyler dies at the age of 71. Mm. A Whig, Tyler became the 10th U.S. vice president in March of 41. Uh, within a month of his inauguration, William Henry Harrison died in office and Tyler vaulted into the executive chair. What was his greatest achievement as president of the United States? Bringing in the state of Texas. No, oh, well done. And that is the Stan Sports History. You're not allowed to say his name anymore. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that got canceled. Oh. <clears throat> no more Tyler John Tyler. No, just Tyler High. Tyler High. I watched him hoop it up over the Christmas break. Yeah. They look pretty good. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lent, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too. Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin tonight. He'll uh, explain things to you as best he can with Jeff Axton. That'll be from 6 to 7 tonight on Double T 97.3. As, uh, they'll uh, talk about the game from last night and preview Saturday's game against uh, BYU. And I'm sure there'll be some... You know, maybe non-sports type questions as well. You know, things along those lines. New Year's resolutions or goals or, you know, favorite kinds of food or something along those lines. Little knickknacks. Knickknacks. <laughs> tidbits. You're, you're a fan of those, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a fan of the tidbit, knickknack, you know. All those, all those no, the of, questions that don't involve sports. Sometimes, or, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think yeah. I enjoy getting to kind of hearing the the backstory of people and you know what what interests them besides 
the X's and O's of things. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm always, as I like to say, fascinated by those types of things. <laughs> that being said, I can only hear so many times somebody's favorite candy bar during Halloween. Yeah. Well, it's or not whether, Halloween. Or whether or not they like candy corn. Well, yeah. again, it's yeah. not It's not Halloween. Yeah. Whatever happened to our daily uh, Chuck's knickknacks? <laughs> uh, tidbit or? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Tidbit. Yeah, tidbit. Uh, what happened there? I don't know. I, t- I kind of kind of fallen off the I've fallen off of that. I need to do. Mm-hmm. I need to get back on that, don't I? Sure, we all enjoyed it. <laughs> Did you enjoy yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what uh, What was your reaction to uh, the cowboy announcement that Mike McCarthy will return? You 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 thought that this would happen, so yeah, I'll give you the I'll give you credit. Just not surprised. If, I, I mean. Uh, I felt like if it didn't happen on Monday, it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. The firing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it didn't happen. And um, and as a result, uh, Jerry Jones makes a statement yesterday and basically says this, I believe this team is very close and capable of achieving our ultimate goals. And the best step forward for us will be with Mike McCarthy's our head coach. There's a, Great benefit to continuing the team's progress under Mike's leadership. Specifically, there are many layers of success that have occurred this season, a result of Mike's approach to the team, both with individual players and with our team collectively. I think he's exactly right about that. You know, um, Mike has the highest regular season winning percentage of any head coach in Cowboys oh, history. Oh, don't give that stat. I know, I know, I know. He went. To, he always goes too far. He always makes one, and I don't know anybody else that's, I mean, there's been times when I've, said things, and then I, I take it one more step. It's like, well, why did I do that? I wonder if Jerry ever goes home and says to, to his wife, why, or she says, why did you Why did you have to say, you could have just stopped, you could have just stopped there, but you had to throw in this. He said, we will dedicate ourselves in partnership with him to translating that into reaching our postseason goals. He did say this, our, our lost Sunday is shared by Everyone here, not just Coach McCarthy, our players, our coaches, our front office, myself. There's accountability for our results. I'm accountable for our results. The lens we use to view and evaluate Mike McCarthy is holistic. Yeah. Holistic. So now they will uh, start the process and go, okay, what do we need to do to fix this thing? Shore up the defense? You know, is there... Something offensively. Jeff, what's your reaction to this? Because you're... 100% expected. Okay. If he wasn't fired Monday, Uh which he wasn't. Right. And he wasn't fired early Tuesday, like before noon, Mm -hmm. he was coming back. And Jerry Jerry Jones isn't George Steinbrenner, as much as they share similarities in being a very boisterous owner and, and always having their name in the paper. He doesn't roll through coaches at a whim. Jason Garrett was probably around three or four years longer than he should have been. And he coached twice with a year remaining on his contract, right. which is what McCarthy's going to have. And I'll also say that Mike McCarthy still has a year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, you still have 300 and some, I don't remember when your anniversary is, you still, we'll say 250 days yeah, no, with November. your contract with your wife. Right, yeah. Do we not think she's bringing you back next year? I mean, they're still up for debate, but the plan is you right. still have a contract. You are is. still doing your job. Kind of, so to speak, yeah. 
would it be it's not like it's college where he's got to have a four-year deal so he can recruit freshmen coming mm-hmm. in so they know he'll be a coach going forward these are professionals that roster changes a lot year to year go look at any of the super bowl winning teams of you know any other franchise because all of the cowboys super bowl winning players have you know either been elected to the hall of fame or no longer around You've got roster turnover constantly on these franchises that they've got to continue to build a better uh, player base. You've got to get your coaches better. You've got to get everything start to finish going in the right direction. And that can change year after year after year. But are you you satisfied with this? I mean, because did you want him gone or are you okay with what Jerry's saying here? Mark McDonald. Mike McCarthy didn't throw a pick six in the game. Mike McCarthy didn't miss a tackle. Mike McCarthy didn't leave a guy so wide open I could have scored. Players need to get changed. This is the same defense that we saw most of the year that we really liked watching that had a bad day. So if Dan Quinn comes back, I'm not upset either. I also don't know that I would hire Dan Quinn as a head coach. But as a defensive coordinator, I'm not upset if he comes back. No, I'd be thrilled if I was Cowboys fan. If you're going to get him back as the yeah. defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best in the league. Yeah, it'll be uh, be interesting to see what happens with him. He uh, interviewed with the Carolina Panthers and the Tennessee Titans on Wednesday. He's going to interview with the Seahawks, the Washington uh, Commanders, and the Los Angeles Chargers later on in the week. And... Uh, Mike McCarthy will uh, meet with the fourth estate this morning. Uh, and uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of questions about, okay, moving forward in 2024 and what the what the changes will be. But and when you look at the division, it's not like there's big obstacles there. I mean, Washington's question marks all over the place. Um, Philly, question marks, you know, is Nick Sirianni going to be back? You would assume, but man, there's there's question marks there. And then... Washington, they're going to have a coaching change uh, because they've already fired Ron Rivera. So it's not like they're going to get it turned around right uh, right away. So, you know, making making the playoffs or winning the division which seems very realistic. It's just how do you take that next step and make that deep run in the playoffs? Have your team take it seriously. And do the, does the coaching staff, staff need to look back at this year and figure out what they did wrong in the fi- from the final week of the season into the playoffs so that it looked like your players were not prepared to play, that they weren't ready to play and excited to play and motivated to play. 1,000%. They need to figure out what happened there. But you can't fix it this year. There's nothing they can do to make this year better. You can only correct the mistakes so you don't make them again going forward. Yeah, I don't. I, I I feel like the Cowboys are not that far off. Uh, I feel like there's a, you know, you can improve the offensive line, you can improve, improve, you know, you can add a running back to the mix. I think you can definitely get better and run defense. Um, you need your linebackers to stay healthy. Uh, I mean, all those things. I just I don't think you're that far off. So, and I think every point you made about the division, Chuck, is accurate. It's it's a bit of a mess right now. So. Um, with everybody else, who knows what's going on with the Eagles? As talented as and as good as we thought they were for a while, boy, right now it's a different, completely different deal. So, 
Um, I mean, the division is there for the Cowboys. I mean, I, they just got to get it done in the postseason. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, it's one of those deals where after this year and what's happened, you can be flying through the regular season next year and Cowboys fans are going to be nervous the whole time that you're just going to choke in the postseason again. Yeah, you got You just have it. Mm-hmm. Your M.O. is you're not going to do very well in the playoffs because you haven't been. Mm-hmm. been awful. Mm-hmm. <coughs> 725 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, double T 973 and double T973.com. We've got three doubleheaders of high school hoops tomorrow for you on the air. Liberties at Childress in uh, both the girls and the boys on 93.1 Texas FM. Lubbock Cooper takes on Monterey at home and both the girls and the boys. Those should be great matchups. We'll have it at uh, six on 100.7 the score. And then uh, here on Double T 97.3, the Friendship Girls and Boys taking on Midland Legacy. Again, six. That's tomorrow, triple header of high school hoops on our stations. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. All right, guys, we have talked when we chat Red Raider football about the impressive and exciting home schedule you have next year with seven home games. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the possibility of you being five and two, six and one, dare to dream, seven and oh at home. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. I want you to flip and look at the road games. Okay. What do you think the Red Raiders record will be? In their road contests. We know those road contests include Washington State, Mm -hmm. Arizona, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, TCU. (laughs) Okay. At Washington State, at Arizona, at Iowa State. At Oki, at Oki State, at TCU. <clears throat> Man, I could see you winning all of them. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Do we need to check your drink already sure. this morning? Sure. Uh, I'm going to say three. I'm going to say at, at Washington State. Uh, I think at Arizona, because I think they're going to be uh, disorganized now. And I want to say at TCU, because I think you're going to take over that stadium. Like you normally do. It'll be a home game. So it'll be like eight home games. <laughs> you have struggled on the road under Joey McGuire. I mean, that's some of that is the schedule you've played on the road. Mm-hmm. And some of that is just poor performances on the road. So I lean toward two and three with your wins at TCU and at Arizona State. It's Arizona. Uh, zero. I'm sorry, Arizona. That uh, would be the two I would pick as the easiest two of the five to win. What about Washington State? They scare you? It's not that they scare me, but worry. Okay. Definite 100% worry. Um, and it's early and you didn't play well early this year either, whether you are on the road or really at home. 
So, a, a concern is where I would put Washington State. Okay, I think I have the Red Raiders at two and three. Uh, my wins being uh, Washington State and TCU. So the two ends, two end games. Uh, nervous about Arizona, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Nervous about all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell you, I mean, all five are losable. I would also tell you I think all five are winnable. Um, the one I would be least confident in is probably at Iowa State just because that's not always going well for us. Well, and even it, they've had some success, some success at Oklahoma State, but remember yeah. forever it was like, we win here, they win there. We win here, they win there. Yeah. And then for a while, they just won. Yeah. Right. <laughs> One while, they won by 60. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to mention that game. Ever, ever again. But I do th- I do think that the Arizona game is kind of a, it's a wild card now because you don't know what the, what, what yeah, that, that's fair. What, what that's that coach fair. is going to be. I mean, if you'd asked me this question a week ago, I said, yeah, you're going to lose to Arizona. That guy's got it rolling. I'd also say that when we finally get the full schedule, my opinion is some of these could change depending on where your bye week is, mm-hmm. depending on where it mm-hmm. sits in the schedule, who you've got before, who you've got after. Yep, that's fair. Um, is it a Thursday game that you, one of these wins that I'm looking at is a Thursday game on the road? Does that change how that looks depending on what, where you're at in the season? I wouldn't imagine you'd be a play Thursday game after playing one last year, right? Usually they mix it up. I don't know. I don't wrong know. In that? Welcome to the new Big Twelve. I it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they said because I don't know I guess there's not enough Thursdays in from you know mid mid September to end of October or end of November to, to be in that boat. Let's see where you'd have, you know, at least four Thursdays in October and three in November. Yeah, there might be a case where, I don't know, I think everybody's going to play a Thursday game. But you think the Big 12 is just going to take over Thursday nights? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like every, every Thursday night. I mean, is there enough networks? I mean, are the networks not going to air, a, you know, a Big 10 or a, ACC game on Thursday night ever? I don't, I don't know. It's just going to be all Big 12. I, I think... Big 12 Thursday nights. You got five... Fox. You got five Thursdays in October this year. And then you got two after the after the midweek. So my guess is there's one, there's six. Are you counting games or are you counting like days of the month? Days of the month. Okay. I wouldn't guess there'd be a Big 12 I think there's going to be Thursday seven. night. Seven or eight Thursday night games. Um, From the Big 12. Well, just it, available on Thursdays. There's, depending on how, when you look at the, when you look at the, the, the calendar. So if you, if you say that the first Thursday night game, let's just say the first Thursday night game is September the 26th. Okay. Then you have five Thursdays in October. So there's six. And then let's say there's two Thursdays in November. Cause that takes you right up to, um, you know, the middle of the of the month. So there's eight. So eight times two is 16. How many Big 12 Thursday night games was there last year? I don't know. Maybe three or four, maybe? Handful. I'd also say another th- factor that would go into this is when you're playing some teams. I would love to play Iowa State in, you know, October and not late November on the road. 
That seems like a fun time to play them. Mm-hmm. You're going to Ames. Let's not do it when there's three feet of snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, that could change how I feel about that game, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's lots of wiggle room for my two and three, but the gut reaction, as I'm sitting here just thinking of how bad last year went, is two and three. Speaking of, let me just change the subject just almost nearly completely, but speaking of cold weather football games, did you guys see the story about the reporter yeah. in Tampa yesterday that yeah. asked the Bucks head coach how they're preparing to play in the weather in Detroit because it's yeah. only going to be 13, and he had to explain to the young lady that they, they play in a dome. dome. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Man. He was nice about it. He was very nice. He was about very it. nice about it. Todd Bowles was very gracious about it. Um, it. Gosh. Yeah. I'd love to tell you I've never asked a dumb question, but that's that, beyond that, dumb. That's though. beyond. That's beyond dumb. I mean, that's that's not on her. That's on her organization for sending her. Yeah. And and I don't know if she was you know the a weather person or just a general assignment reporter or somebody. I mean, clearly she didn't that would know be that. My guess, yeah, that, yeah. and she just didn't. She knew enough, but she just didn't know. And who knows? Sometimes you can get you get into those things, and you're trying to come up with a different angle, uh, a different way of of doing the story, and you have this idea that comes into your head maybe while you're sitting there, and you don't kind of. If you're, if you're working that hard for it, you probably should just not ask. If it's yeah. that difficult mm-hmm. to come up with a question, don't mm-hmm. ask. Yeah. Now this is you're a li- not required to ask a question. This is a lot harsh off the Ace Flooring Center chat line. She should be unemployed. We have no standards left in the workplace. My again, my guess is like Chuck said that she was a general assignments reporter, and yeah. since it's a big big game for Tampa, they got mm-hmm. both sports and news guys there, yeah. news people there, and again, she felt the need to be heard when. <clears throat> If you don't have a great question, you don't need to ask. And it's, you're allowed to be at a press conference and mm-hmm. not be heard oh, from. Yeah. You're al- you're also allowed to ask a dumb question because if you fired everybody that asked a dumb question at a press conference, <laughs> there wouldn't be anybody at a press conference. <laughs> yeah. We've yeah. all done it. Yeah. Right. Some of us do it more often than others is all. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've, I felt, I felt bad for her. I felt, I felt bad for Coach Bowles. I mean, I I felt bad for everybody involved. But that news organization's got to be, hey, you know, maybe coach her up a little bit if you're sending a news person to do a sports story. Yeah. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Here on the Morning Drive, it's, it's been very smooth here today. Very smooth. So it's just gone gone down like a silky nice cold glass of chocolate milk great to have you with us this morning here on lubbock sports station double t 973 and double t 973.com with jamie lint and jeff mcguire and chuck hines we come to you from the first united bank studio look forward to hearing from you today in the eighth flooring center chat line go to double t 973.com for that on the mobile app visual edge it hotline is open too at 8067 Seven one zero nine seven three. Do you like chocolate milk? Yeah, that's good. It's mm-hmm. not regular fare for you. Like, nah. if nah. you see it out, you're not like giddy or anything like that. No. Okay. No. 
No. I get kind of giddy when I see it when I see it out. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when I see it, when I see it out, you know, I've campaigned for years for the you know, Lions. And it's coming up, the big pancake festival in February, for them to have chocolate milk at that event. I've campaigned for years and years and years. And I think they finally have done that. Had chocolate milk at that event with the pancakes and the sausages. Maybe was we it, should Was it one of those deals when you were a kid that your mom would only or you would only want to drink chocolate and so your mom to make sure you would drink your milk, knowing how important it was uh-huh. for your, for your health, would Make sure there was chocolate available to make little. Make sure little Chucky Mike got his got his milk. <laughs> uh, you know, it was it's just, it was a special treat. I can tell you that. I don't know that it was it was. Yeah. I don't know that it was. Uh, it was you know used as bribery. You know to. Yeah. I'm a. I like to drink milk. I, I um, I'm a milk drinker. I probably drink. I drink. You know, it's just me and the lucky lady at the house. But I mean, I drink way more milk than her. Um, I had a glass of milk with my chili last night when I got home from the basketball game. So, I like a, I like a cold glass of milk with my chili, hot chili and a cold glass of milk just tastes extremely good to me. Okay. Okay. Do I'm gonna put that down on, on my little notebook. <laughs> if you ever have us over to the, for dinner, like to, that you'll have a I'll, cold. I'll know what to do. Yeah. I'll cold know. glass of milk with a, mm-hmm. with a, with a, with a. With a hot steaming bowl of chili. You know what you could do with that milk, though. What's that? You warm it up. Yeah, make it hot chocolate. Make it hot chocolate, yeah. and, and let me tell you, you're starting to cook with gas there. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, again, we were poor. You were so up. proud. You were so <laughs> I was, proud. No, I don't. <laughs> you couldn't wait to share it. It was awesome. Uh, Big Huey says this. Uh, shouldn't drink milk. It's bad for you. It was, it's low fat. It's the, it's the, you know, it's the 0% or whatever it is. Goes right there with my wheat thins, Jamie. Low fat wheat thins. Don't <laughs> and, just call it. I mean, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kobe says this. I think baseball may be the only thing that makes JL giddy. Um, I'm, I definitely enjoy baseball season. Yeah. It's coming mm-hmm. up. I mean, we're. Mm-hmm. We're not that far away. We're we're inside thirty days now. Mm-hmm. His family. I mean, there's lots of things that make yeah. Jamie giddy. Getting away from us and being out in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, that makes Jamie giddy. I saw the I saw the lights on this morning and over at uh, Rip Griffin Park as I was driving in today. So they, they must have been just like a blur. <laughs> <laughs> well, truth be told, what I was truth be told, what I was what I was trying to do as I was driving, there was a. Looked like there was a, you know, helicopter landing at uh, at Covenant, and I was trying to figure out, okay, is that a that's a helicopter landing? Why is it going so low like this? And then it circled back around, it kind of went all the way to the south, and it came circled back around, couldn't come to the north to land. So the wind must have been a little gusty. I mean, I I get kind of mesmerized by by things in the morning as I'm driving to work. Um, I know I should be right probably more attentive to what's going on on the on the Sharper bond but i just i got distracted by that helicopter and i was just like I, and then i was looking to see are there lights on over there so there's there people over there or this it's a oh when i see those helicopters like that i always get concerned because there's somebody in there that's needing help absolutely so i always I always mm-hmm. lift up a little something for them and uh but you know it's that was was it your coffee this morning you lifted up 
No, just, I mean, just think good thoughts for who's ever in that thing because it's never, it's never positive, right? Generally, not, mm-hmm. not positive. Um, this, Chuck seems like a Nesquik guy. Can't you see him obnoxiously clanking his spoon around and around and around the glass? Putting up. way more chocolate in than it's supposed <laughs> to be in there. Squeezing hey, hey, the hey, hey, in there. hey, 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 yeah. hey. Let's not judge how much chocolate we put in milk. Uh, if if I'm going to drink chocolate milk, I enjoy the not Nesquik. I'd rather have the stuff that's already... The true moo. That's already mixed, yeah. yeah. Uh, this, people have forgotten how good milk is for your health. Too many hippie health nuts out there saying otherwise. Thanks for supporting the dairy industry, Chuck. You bet. I'm all... Mm-hmm. I will I will say if you are lactose intolerant, you should not drink milk. I am not. That can ruin your day. I, I am not either. It's like anything milk. else. There's, you, you, there's moderation, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was on board with Chuck's rant about forfeiting about the forfeiting games till he said he drinks milk with chili. Now he's a crazy person again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just to be clear, I'm not disagreeing with the thoughts that Chuck has. I am just not calling them facts. Like there's been a statement made by oh, the university yeah. and this is what we've done. This yeah. is why we did it. Yeah. Chuck is is speaking like it's facts yeah. instead of it's of yeah. opinion, probably, which is we all have the same opinion. Yeah, I probably should. Well, I, I'm just, I, I think it's just, I, I think it's a bunch of BS is what I think it is. I mean, and I, I think he's he's trying to work work the system and um, not affect his net ranking, Mark Campbell, the coach at TCU, and and still try to figure out a way to think he can pull the wool over the sheep's eyes and say, what well, is nothing to see here, man. We got 120 games, you know, we only lost four. No, wait, well, you, you were like one and seven in the Big 12 here. What I happened? just can't believe your net ranking would be affected that much losing to two teams right. that are yeah. ranked. Yeah. And and is that worth more than the embarrassment? And that is exactly what he should be feeling. Yeah. The embarrassment of we're a power five school and we couldn't put five people on the court. My, 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 that, and that's where, you know, my initial, okay, first of all, it's TCU. So I, I initially immediately want to hate and feel like everything they do is wrong. It gives you another reason wrong. to hate them, right? Okay, right. It's, that's my initial thought. Yeah, okay. good for and you. And then I hear the story and I'm like, this is a crazy story. Uh-huh. But then trying to be a, I don't know, just somewhat a person that, that kind of thinks these things through and like, okay, don't be emotional. Think about it. Mm-hmm. And then I start thinking about the teams that they're playing and all that. And I'm like... They're not going to lose that much with the net rankings. They're just right. not. If they lose those two games, the two mm-hmm. ranked teams. Again, if it was the worst teams in the conference, maybe he would have to worry about that. And so yeah. he's not going to lose that much. Would he worry about that over the embarrassment unless he absolutely had to? So trying to be a reasonable person, I'm like, Holding out, maybe he is 100% forced to. But I would like to hear from them to say, yes, you know about the three girls that are hurt, and we have 13 on the roster, but what you don't know is blah, 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 blah. Okay, because that still leaves 10. And I'm pretty sure you can play with 10. <coughs> okay. And so, what they're saying is they have six scholarship players available. Um, 
So, you know, I guess I look at it this and way. And they've said three are hurt. So yeah. where are these other kids? Right. And what, maybe some of them are registering, whatever. Anyway, the bottom line is this. I'll bet he underestimated the publicity that this was going to get, too. And the embarrassment that potentially could come on his program. And they look like a bunch of quitters. That's what they are. They this just is, look like a bunch of quitters. Terrible look. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.